Welcome to 626 Ohana California Adventures podcast number 18. Where we talk all things Disney, theme parks, and travel. I'm Brad. I'm Kim. And today we're going to talk about some new CDC changes and they're kind of exciting. Also, some Universal Studios news, some Disney news, and of course, a whole bunch of travel news. And we're kind of doing this with a different sound today because we're at... Walt Disney World. So we'll give you all the news and some of our experiences while we're here. So let's go ahead and start with the CDC changes. Okay, so when we talk about this, we're going to talk about cruises. And of course, our uh, weekly, as the CDC turns, they had a negative response uh, to last week's news where people would be required to wear masks on the cruises when they're vaccinated and of course the the excursions yeah i mean we talked about this and said that we would not like that because we like to have some freedom in doing what we want to do and when you have somebody saying oh you have to do this through a company and that's it it kind of not fun to do a cruise that way no especially because there's some places that we've gone and we just want to explore or hang out on the beach and maybe not oh Everyone wants to spend money on an expensive excursion. Yeah. And also, you know, it's just not fun. You know, I, again, it's like I said, we like our choices. We like that freedom of choice. And that's part of cruising, right? Absolutely. So the CDC's big changes are in regards to those who are vaccinated. Vaccinated people will not have to wear masks in public on the ships, like outdoors. So if you're around the pool sunbathing, you don't have to come home with a mask tan. Well, yeah, that's good because we already got them. Yeah, well, that's Florida. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's been kind of an interesting time. But they are saying like, I can't imagine just like hanging out outside and being vaccinated, open air sea blowing in your face and say, but you have to wear a mask. Yeah, that would be a little bit miserable because we've been on those decks before where that wind's just howling. It makes no sense. Yeah, it would be probably the safest place you could be <laughs> out on the up on the decks outside. Especially if you're running around the pools and everything. Yeah, but, but those are unvaccinated will still have to wear masks outside in, in those situations. And this is the CDC saying this, correct? Yes. But That's interesting they're saying unvaccinated now. We've been hearing when they wanted everybody being vaccinated. Okay, we do call this segment as the CDC turns. Yeah. Because uh, that'll change again tomorrow, next week. Uh, I don't know. This is just up to the date at the moment, which is always interesting. Uh, I don't know. But then they're saying inside, everybody's going to have to wear masks. So if you're the... And they even specify, like, at a dining room table, you'd have to, like, put the mask back up. Like, they say, it suggests to take a bite, you pull the mask down, and then put it back up. They're not even that strict in California over it right now with indoor dying. Well, think about it. If you're grabbing the outside of the mask, aren't you getting all germs from the outside on your fingers? And then and you're spreading putting, it? putting your fingers by your mouth and eating. Brilliant! Or you're sitting at other pe- table. People are unvaccinated. Pass me the butter. Touch this plate. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. Are they just there? So are they saying that uh, being family groups to eat? Or are they saying as like oh, they, they used to? Oh, they haven't gotten that far. Because I would think that they would want to keep groups together. That's just me. I would think so. I, I mean, that would make most sense. Uh, no buffets. I mean, common they, yeah. sense needs to prevail here somewhere. Oh, yeah. But they've already said they're not going to allow buffets. Buffets okay. are gone. But, I mean, it's, it's something new every week with the CDC changes and everything else that's going on. So stay, uh, stay tuned for next week's uh, 
as the CDC turns because it's, you know, it's evolving and changing all uh-huh. the time. Yep. So we also got some new cruise news that just came out just hours ago as we're recording this. Well, a little bit before, but the U.S. Senate uh, passed a bill that will allow cruise lines to bypass Canadian waters. And and it was unanimous, which is amazing. So they got all senators to agree on something. Yeah. Hallelujah. It's, there is a miracle. <laughs> right. Let's not get into that. We're not that kind of show. And now can we get the whole to a house a representative's degree? Once again, we're not that kind of podcast. <laughs> um, so basically, they go from Seattle to Alaska, and it may happen as soon as the summer. So maybe some of the Alaskan season has been salvaged. That would be great. I'm sure there's a lot of people who've been really wanting to go. And Alaska is a big one to go to. Everybody we've talked to that's, you know, when we talk about cruises, they've always said they've always wanted to do Alaskan cruises because they're that popular and they love them. I mean, people love the city of Vancouver. Unfortunately, this is going to bypass the city of Vancouver in favor of Seattle. Well, you know, I mean, the times changed for something that we're willing to work with and do. And if Canada is not willing to work with us, in any capacity, I mean, there's people want to go. They're safely, even if Canada would have come back and said only vaccinated passengers, at least it was something. Yeah, I mean. But it cuts off the whole economy of everybody in the state of Alaska and those people that depend on that tourism dollar. Yeah, I'm sure they're excited about this. I'm sure they're hoping this passes the House of Representatives. Uh, You know, it's too bad that a lot of people's cruises have already been canceled, you know, up to that point, so... But I understand the cruise lines are not going to be ready to go. I, again, I'm really wondering if they're even going to get the Alaska season in yet. I mean, right, that'd be because a rush. the CDC still has not approved any cruises to set sail from the U.S. That is something to keep in mind in this whole saga. Yeah, and so there's a whole bunch of things going on there. Uh, so we're going to go on to airline news. And Delta Airlines is now requiring new hires to be vaccinated for the COVID-19. Except for those who... Uh, qualify for an accommodation for one reason or another and that's fair i mean so they're willing to make accommodations whether it be maybe medical or yeah i mean we know it's like we've talked before we know people that had to take the johnson johnson because of allergies to the other covid or maybe they're concerned that they have allergies to all three of them yeah and maybe they can't take them Right, and then you can't discriminate and all that good yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I mean, they're willing to take the chance to work with the possibility of being exposed as well. Yes. So, I mean, you know, we've been in the, the airports where they have everybody spread out, then you get into a big tin can, and then... Yeah, it all you know, goes out the window. Boy, yeah. it's, it's like, what... Once you get <laughs> inside the plane, it's like, what social distancing? It's kind of a joke that you social distance at the airport. When once you get on the plane, there's no such thing. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit more when we talk about our experiences coming down here. It's been kind of an interesting trip for us. To say the least. <laughs> so, <laughs> we still had a good time, but we'll get to that. Yes. So uh, let's go on to our Disney news. Okay, so Bob Chapek on a call with the investors uh, said that the performance of the company has increased in the last quarter. So they've been making money. So that's, of course, going to be uh, good news for the investors. Mm-hmm. I mean, Disney Streaming had 104 million subscribers. I mean, that is just amazing for a, a new service. Yeah. They're I mean, incre- and, of course, they're saying that they're 
going to make more money because they're increasing park crowds. The capacity of theme parks in Orlando have increased already. Yeah, yeah and we're seeing... Um, and we've seen it. <laughs> yes, while we're here, we've actually seen... We could, Kim and I were talking the other day. And Before we read the news, we were just in the park and we... We could feel comment. it. Like, we there's so many people. It doesn't feel like 35%. Well, come back to reality reading the news that night. It was like, oh, wait, we were right. Our instincts were right on. Yeah. So he has basically said that they are going to be increasing the park capacity uh, more and more as we go on along. Uh, yeah. It, they keep saying that they're going to go up for summer. The only thing that has not changed is there are still no fast passes. Yep. So let's go ahead and get into our experiences well, of our trip right now. Yeah, and this is going to cover a lot of this because we're we're seeing it live right now. And you guys are going to get the first ones before we actually even get onto our YouTube channel, which, which is Sis 626 ohana CA. We got to get that shameless plug in, right? We're seeing this right now. Um, so where should we start? Should we start with the, our airlines, our flying down? Right. So we're going to start, let's start at the very beginning is... We arrived at LAX, went to Delta Terminal 2, where we thought we were going to be getting on the plane. Uh, we were sadly... Uh, we Mistaken? <laughs> yeah, we thought we'd go right through Terminal 2, right up to our gate. No, they said, no, you are you have to go down to Tom Bradley, which is like right in the middle of the airport of LAX. And if anybody's familiar with LAX... I it's mean, a hike. It's like quite a ride. And they go, well, you can take the bus. And security was backed up. Forever, and so we asked the gate agent or it, the ticket agent in Delta what would be faster. Should we walk over to Tom Bradley? And he said, "Yeah, walk over to Tom Bradley faster." Well, okay. it was, was faster. Problem was, is the security gate didn't open till six. Our flight well, left at six twenty. Let me tell. Let's back up on that experience for a second. So we walk all the way down. We got our luggage. Um, I'm not known to pack lightly. It is <laughs> no. So we, I mean, it, it was kind of funny watching us walk down the sideway through all the construction crews and no other passengers are really around. So it's, it's seemingly more awkward at that point. <laughs> and we get into Tom Bradley and we walk in the first, like the doors that open the automatic doors, doors and there's <laughs> nobody there. I mean, we it's... walk in their ticket counters for as far as you could see. And, it's, and there's nobody there. It actually there's, freaked you out because you walked in Tom Bradley. Because when you go in Tom Bradley, it's the international terminal. It is. It's hustle usually, and bustle. It's usually that thing is the most packed terminal you'll ever see. I felt and like. And it was like a ghost town. It was. I looked around. I didn't see anybody else. And I looked at Brad and said, did we go in the right place? Is this, it looked abandoned or I don't know. I felt like I walked into an episode of Walking Dead or something. Like it was eerie. And. So then we decided to walk inside a little bit further down. And then there was construction crews. And we walk around the construction crews. And we're looking obviously lost. And they're on their own little world. But the thing I don't see is any TSA. <laughs> I don't see any ticket agents. I don't see anybody that works for the airport outside of uh, construction crews. I'm like, what is going on? I don't know. It was like a Twilight Zone yeah. experience. And I finally said, "Go, let's just walk to the back and find out where TSA or something. Luckily, we did. And finally, we found like a whole line of people. But yet, once again, nobody that worked at LAX. Yeah, there was nobody for security. Nobody around. They just had No ticket air. agents. Nobody at TSA. Just ropes. And... 
it was the oddest thing. And we started talking to people in line, and they said this is where they told them to line up when our flight was supposed to... Our, flight, our flight was supposed to leave at 6.20. and they no, no, said they're boarding they, at 6.20. Sorry, sorry, boarding at 6.20. And they said that they were going to open TSA at 5.50 in the morning. Well, it didn't open until like 6 o'clock in the morning. No, it opened at 6.10. Or 6.10. And so we had 10 minutes to get to our gate where it started boarding. And I first we're like, okay, we'll stop somewhere, grab something, we'll get something to eat. Coffee. Coffee, yes. There was nothing in the terminal open. No, the there was one store. store. Yep. There was one shop that had coffee and things, but there was Wait. such a line that I was afraid we were going to miss our flight at that point. And I was just like, we can't risk it. Yep. So we get on the plane and we're like, oh, crud, we've got a over a four hour flight and <laughs> nothing to eat. I think I had, I did bring a little bag of trail mix with us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was an adventure to say it, the least. Long flight. Uh, we were able to get some of those, uh, they had the snack boxes. boxes. Yeah. So we, were, we both got one of those. At least it held us over until we got to Orlando. Kind of. Um, I mean, the flight wasn't bad. I wasn't, I was comfortable on the flight. I didn't feel like the air things were going as well as they no. normally were. Okay, so they're making this big deal about how all the airflow filters overhead and the HEPA filters and it's safe. Well, like, we tried to turn ours on and there's, like, this little tiny flow. I'm like, how is this going to work? I expected, <laughs> like, the old-fashioned big open round ones that just blast you with air. That wasn't the case. So I'm not sure how well those filters on that plane were working. And then you had people who were eating as slow as they possibly could to keep their masks off as long as they could. Yeah, so it was kind of a weird thing. Yeah, I mean, this is our first time traveling since all this has happened. And really? Well, and it, then was an between, it was an experience. Yeah, but and, real quick, in between, I will say as impressed as waiting for the bathroom... And the Delta flight attendants went there with, like, Lysol wipes and, like, stopped us from using the bathroom for a minute and literally, like, doused the bathroom and cleaned the bathroom really well. Oh, they were really good at keeping, trying to keep things clean. They were asking people to put their masks up so they were doing everything they were supposed to be doing and they're great at it. Right, but, I mean, the fact that they actually went in and cleaned in between the flight, I guess I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was impressed. Now, here comes the bad part about Delta and our unimpressed. Oh, so when we got to Orlando... Um, I think this was a, also maybe an Orlando International Airport problem. Yeah. I don't know if I blame Delta on this. Point. I kind of blame both because you think Delta would be able to put their mind and say, hey, we need to fix this because they have more control over some of the stuff too because it's their luggage. Cause it okay, us. fair enough. It was a Delta should have been better organized or communicated yeah. better with the customer. So we get down to the luggage terminal. They had two luggage areas that they're picking up with eight flights each on each of these boards. And we're waiting for, we had to be 20, 30 minutes for... And this time we had heard that there were insane lines from the Magical Express. Yeah, well, we'll get to that, but let's yeah. talk about our luggage. Um, so I don't know if they're not used to not dealing with as much luggage because of Disney, but... Yeah. And that's where the Magical Express comes in. But we waited for 20, 30 minutes for our luggage. And the, then nothing, the carousel wasn't moving. Yeah, and it, it dropped some luggage off and then it just stopped. Nobody said anything. Finally, some people from our flight went over to a different carousel that had no, no names on it, nothing. It was just an empty one. And I didn't you, even hear, like, I didn't ever hear it moving, so no. I was surprised. And the problem, funny thing was, is you could look around, there's five carousels that had no flights on them, but this two carousels had eight flights each on them, which is just nuts. And 
we, they came back and go, yeah, all our luggage is on this carousel. And they never said a word about it, never announced it, nothing. And okay. that, I mean, this was the most disorganized mess. And we had our driver, we had a driver that uh, we got a uh, car. So we used um, Quicksilver Tours and Transportation. And I looked into it and did that ahead of time because I heard people were spending over two hours waiting and we for confirmed the magical experience. Once again, we got here, we started talking to people, and I was hearing it all over the place that it was ridiculous, Please. and they waited two plus hours, and I'm glad that we did that. Yeah, we could actually see the sign from when we were driving by outside the car, how long that line was for Magical Express. Uh, but when we asked the driver, he goes, oh, no, this is very common for Orlando, that they change belts and just don't tell anybody. So nobody knows where their luggage ends up. Like, yeah. it's a hunt. He actually told... Uh, told told me this while Kim was waiting for talking going to get the other luggage. I didn't know she took off, and she that's when she found out from somebody else. She just wanted to get her luggage to get out of there. I was done at that point. So if you're like... going to Orlando and you have your luggage coming on on a ton of flights, it could go to a different place. And again, I think this is because they're overwhelmed because they're not Magical Express is not picking up luggage anymore for them, and they're getting a ton of people coming in. So the other reason they're busy is there's huge like national cheer competition going on. And we didn't realize that, which who knew at this time of year with everything that's going on that they would have such a big event going on here. So that was a lesson learned for us. And we don't usually come this time of year, so I didn't even look for it. And this will come back later when yes. we talk about things. So we arrived here at DV, our DVC, uh, was it the Villas Grand Floridian? And, Checked in. And this is a bucket list item for us. Yeah, it, absolutely. And so we've always wanted to stay here, and we came up to our room, and it's amazing. Yeah, it was actually one of the first rooms we've had to ready when we've gotten here. Yeah, before we were, so that was kind of nice. I got the room number on our drive over at like 3.30, which was a, like amazing, because that never happens at DVC for us. Yeah, it made it so nice and easy just to bring our luggage up, get it right into the room, no problems. So we checked out the room and walked around, and I'm going to tell you, I'm sure you guys have heard this before, but our bathroom is incredible here. I've got a huge soaking jet tub, and the mirror across the way has a TV in it. So I think that's more, I don't know, I would think that's... It's such a novelty, but it's yeah. kind of cool to see that you have that in your room. I'm more impressed because they have the rain can shower and the regular shower. I love having that much room to turn around and move in the shower, and I can actually stand underneath it and not have to worry about... It's huge. The shower is massive. Yeah. It's it's just really... It's a great room. Uh, I love it. Uh, although, I would say I you just don't have a ton of Disney... In it. We do. It's subtle. It's like an elegant Mickey and Minnie, and there's some Mary Poppins. Yeah, I mean, it's, theming. it's good, and there's some things that, yeah, you look around and it, you just don't notice it. It's not as in your face Disney. Is that the way True. you put it? Okay, that's fair. Um, it's But it definitely has an upscale, nice feel to it. Like, oh, yeah. one of the things that when we've been doing our podcast and our vlogging and ending at night, We've got this nice, like, booth, kitchen booth table that's yeah. kind of, like, nice to hang out in. And so if you're hearing a little bit of an echo, there's a lot of hard surfaces in here. So it's going to echo a little bit. Unfortunately, we can't control that because, well, we're on vacation. And we have one mic, and our other mics are at home, so we don't have the best mics right now. So we're making do with what we got. Right. They were too big to bring <laughs> along. So anyways, the first night, well, we headed over to Magic Kingdom right away on the monorail, which was nice. Yeah. Um, got a ride in. 
Yeah, it was actually kind of weird being on the monorail with the new partitions. Yeah, I, I made the comment it felt like a dressing booth. Yeah, but it was weird because there was one other person like at a diagonal from us on the other side. We only saw their feet. They yeah. wore Nikes. Okay, <laughs> it was weird. It's just, it's like you don't feel like anybody else is around, but yet it is kind of a tight quarter for two. Yeah. Uh, it's, this has been a learning experience from the very beginning from us. Sorry for the monorail. Okay. Oh, and then we went over to Magic Kingdom and got our annual passes is, renewed. Which wasn't really too bad because we were so late in the afternoon that there wasn't a whole lot of people there. Uh, but we've been told and we did a video on it and people said, yes, go to Disney Springs to customer service down there. And get them done because the line is a lot shorter if you're there towards the, more of the beginning of the day. Right. There's only two or three people ahead of us. So it wasn't such a big deal. And so then we went in and we rode the Haunted Mansion first. Yep. And that was it. Yeah, because we had dinner uh, plans. So our first plans were we were going to go over and get some Disney-themed camping gear over at the Fort Wilderness <laughs> at the trading outpost that's up front. And I thought, well, how nice. We'll take a nice boat ride over to the Fort Wilderness. We'll go get our stuff and we'll... Take the boat ride back over to our dinner reservation. Which, which was is, a wilderness lodge. Because they usually have like this little inner resort loop boat. But that's not running right now. Yeah, we found out that they're still bringing back captains. And they're only doing to Magic Kingdom and back. So, yeah, we did five boat rides that night. So we went from Magic Kingdom to Fort Wilderness to find out that the outpost was closed. Jump back in line. Wait like another half hour. Like 20, 20 minutes, minutes. Yeah, because the, the boat we were on just pulled away right when we got back to the dock. And so from the Fort Wilderness, we went back to Magic Kingdom, switched over boats, and then went to the Wilderness Lodge. Yep, and had a very nice dinner at... We went and had dinner at Whispering Canyon Cafe. And that was fun. And really, if you have never been there... It's a lot of fun. The staff there, uh, beyond the cast a, members there, yeah, uh, kept the tradition. Even though they're not doing the ketchup and the jail and all that anymore, they kept that tradition live. Uh, we will be doing a full review again on our YouTube channel at six two six Ohanic CA. So be on the lookout for that. But really, it's a good place to go. We've never had an issue going there. Right, and uh, we definitely want to do a cast member shout out to Allie, who was our server there. She was a lot of fun, good yeah. conversation. She also had the AL. She only had lie on her. <laughs> she was funny. Yeah, she, she was, was awesome. Good, and she gave us some information about different things. Yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah, definitely. So after that, we took a boat back to the Magic Kingdom, and then we. Did Ma something different. Yeah, because the Magic Kingdom closed right when we got back there. It was about 7 o'clock when Magic Kingdom closed that night. We had and a rough travel day, if you can't tell. <laughs> and it was 7, about a little after, a little bit before 7.30, excuse me, before when we got back there. And we finally came and I just looked like, well, we have to either take a boat or a monorail. And the lines were just huge. And we finally asked a security guard, you know, what's the fastest way to get back to Grand Florida? And he goes, truthfully, he goes, the walking path. Okay, so we actually went on the walking path. And we were the only ones on it. Yeah, it was weird. Nobody on it. Nobody trying to get back over there. And it was peaceful. It was peaceful. And we made it, what? It was a 10, 15 minute walk? Yeah. It wasn't too bad. And it was nice. We were exhausted because we've been up since 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> California time. And, and now we're talking about like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Oh, no. It was 7.30. So by the time we got back here, it was probably closer to quarter to 8 or so. 
back home on California time. Well, no, quarter eight here. No, it was much later than that. No, it wasn't that late. Our dinner reservation was at eight. Was it? Yes. Oh, okay, so maybe you're right. I thought it was something. So I said seven thirty for the park. So okay. I guess I messed up on the park time. I said the parks closed at seven thirty. We got back to the parks uh, about right before they, right when they closed, about eight o'clock or eight or eight thirty or nine thirty. They closed at nine. At nine, so we got there at nine thirty. Sorry, I'm tired. Um, so yeah, um, but that was not bad. Uh, I don't know. I think our vacation right now has been a big learning experience. So okay, we came back, went to sleep. Next day we slept in. Yes. And we went over to Epcot. It was a, at the Grand Floridian, and I think we got there right at like 10.30, 11 o'clock, 10.30 for the buses. And there was huge lines. Yeah, they, luckily, and this has been a weird thing for us so far, and I'm going to say so far because we don't know what we're going to run into, is that they had three buses in a row for Epcot because they knew it was open. And we literally got on the bus, no problem. We waited maybe 15 minutes. Yeah, we were in good shape. But they took three buses to take everybody on there because of the social spacing and distancing and the barriers and everything else. Um, really, the bus system, I've actually been fairly impressed with so far. Yeah, it's so far been good, knock on wood, mm-hmm. um, if you heard that little tap. But then we got to Epcot and we decided that we were going to kind of like, we were going to eat uh, the food booths for the yeah. festival and kind of walk around. Yeah, and that's kind of what we did. We had a, a we rode. Nice, we got the three caballeros in. Okay, so that was kind of interesting because we had to wait outside of the Mexican pavilion, outside the pyramid, and then go inside. Yeah, and there's a tip: is if you're going to go to the Mexican pavilion, go there first. Yeah, it actually because then you have to go inside and wait in an additional line for the three caballeros. And by the time we did it, we got right into the 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 pyramid. And got onto Cavaliers, what, 10 minutes? Mm-hmm. But it's by the time we left, there was a line outside that had to be 40 minutes long. Yeah. Just outside to get into the pyramid. That's not to get on the three Cavaliers either. And so after that, we went over to Frozen and uh, Frozen Ever After. Yeah, we ended up waiting in China. Yeah, we went all that way, but it wasn't, it was like 35 minutes. Yeah, it was right at the beginning in China. Um, so and if I you heard know, it goes further back into China. Well, when we got off, it was all the way twisting into China. Yeah, it Doesn't was Doesn't that sound, fun, sound funny? You're going from Norway to China? Or from China to Norway? Anything's possible. Yeah. Yeah, so be prepared for all the rides in there. They get really busy. It seems like everybody went to Spaceship Earth immediately when mm-hmm. we went in the park. That always happens. And the other weird thing is, and Kendall's going to tell you, construction. Yeah, and then we kind of ate around and some of the food booths enjoyed it and then we kind of went over to we went over the canadian pavilion and we got some food over there at the food booths once again these all all of our food reviews will be on our youtube channel at 626 ohana ca yeah and so we'll do that but uh i think really it was fun and then all of a sudden the sky is let <laughs> open. I mean, it was a torrential downpour. So if you see us at Epcot and come over and say hi, make sure you have your rain boots and coats and everything else because every time we go to Epcot, it pours. Every it's like time. This, it's not like your usual afternoon, it comes and goes. It's like the multi hour went, and it always happens to us at Epcot. So. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if we're just With, bad luck there. <laughs> without fail, every time we've gone to Epcot, it's downpoured. So we finally got a little break and then we decided to hightail it out because we wanted to go to Disney Springs for a bit. Yeah. 
Um, the hard part about hightailing out or going anywhere in Epcot is all the construction going on. It is. Um, the pathways are, if you've been there, you're going to have to unlearn it all because you're not going the same way directions anymore. I definitely felt really disoriented. Yeah, at the very beginning of the park, everything just tore apart. You just don't know. So after that, we got on the Magical Express, and the weird part was the seats were wet. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, what is going well, on? Well, not, not the Magical Express. You keep calling it the Magical oh, Express. Oh, the bus. Okay, the bus. Sorry. Um, yeah, so what they've been doing to keep airflow going into these buses is the emergency hatch in the back. They've been popping it open so that airflow will come out of the bus, which is smart. Except for when it rains. Except for when it's raining, and the poor people who were in there were getting literally soaking wet. As it was, like, coming down, and then with the wind, like all it was bad for the people in the last rows yeah uh, but they we finally got to oh we had to transfer so we decided to go to saratoga springs first and then transfer over because that was the quickest way yeah that's the only way you're going to do this again because buses don't go directly from the parks to disney springs so you have to go to a, a resort and Dis, uh saratoga springs was the closest to, to where we were and we and figured it, that made the most amount of sense time-wise it was the closest to disney springs Right, because Epcot's pretty close to Saratoga bus, Springs. And the but bus like, was if right I, there. Right. I wouldn't take a bus over to Animal Kingdom and then backtrack over to Disney Springs. Yeah. Like, that would have been way out of the way. So, we ended up, uh, yeah, we ended up getting Disney Springs and it was downpouring still. So, we made a run forward to the Welcome Center and found a nice little place to hang out for a little bit. For the DVC Welcome Center. Sat on a bench and waited a half hour. And then we ran for Gideon's. <laughs> so... We got in line and did our little virtual queue thing. And really, was what, an hour and a half? It was like two hours. Was I it think. two hours? Okay. And really, that wasn't too bad of a wait. And no, not from the 12 hours that it's gotten up to before. And I've got to admit, they have good cookies. I just, we just ate one, of, I ate one of them, and it's something more my speed. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's, first of all, we walked in there, the that whole, whole the that. environment, the whole vibe. The atmosphere, it is such a cool place yeah. just to walk into. Yeah, again, another review will be coming on 626 Ohana, California. So you can see what it looks like inside. Yeah, another shameless plug. Aren't we good at these? Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, that that was just cool. I loved I loved the inside. I love the smell inside. You can smell it over oh, your mask. Oh, smell was so good. I actually mask. bought a candle that smells like Gideon's because yeah. it was amazing. And to smell that through a mask, that strongly was pretty good. Yeah, so... That was awesome. Uh, we did get cookies there. We uh, went to the boathouse for dinner. We did, but first of all, everywhere, oh. we all, two things first. First of all, we went over to the ganachery and I got one of those limited time hocus pocus <laughs> uh, hot chocolate bombs. With, uh, well, we haven't tried, we tried it, it yet. We actually have it. We were going to make it. And then we realized you have to like have extra large mugs. And we've gone through all the ones in our DVC room that don't fit. I bought one mug for a souvenir, and it was still not big, big enough. enough. So, so we need a really big mug. Okay, that's on the bucket list for tomorrow. Okay, oh. so apparently Amanda from the Ganachery has a show on Disney+. Plus. I don't know the name of it. I found out from someone else. And we met her, and we're talking to her along with some other people. And she's working on a special dessert for the Hollywood premiere of Cruella at the end of the month. So we got to see the chocolate marshmallow wands that they were working and assembling. Yeah, that was cool. So we, those are in our vlog too. Yeah, we offered to take them back to Hollywood with us. She said no. Yeah, I told her I just cost her one like marshmallow stick <laughs> and we take them back so they wouldn't have to do the shipping fee. 
that offer didn't fly. Yeah. She, she laughed, but I still was like, it would have been better. Um, yeah, and then the other thing we did is we went to... Jack Lindsay's oh, Hangar Bar. bar uh, which is based off of Indiana Jones. And we had a drink and some... Uh, what was it? Queso... It's like a fresco queso. queso. It was like a fondue dip yeah. with tortilla chips. And that was really good. It yeah. was just kind of like a cool vibe in there. We sat on the deck. Looked out of the, the... I don't know what they call that lake over there, but... The Sasagoga... River. Okay. So we walked then just had a couple of drinks before we our dinner. sunset and it was just kind of a peaceful, fun, nice place to hang. And then, as like I said, we went we to... We had the, some drinks. So yeah. I had a cool-headed monkey and it was really good and it was kind of served in a funky, fun monkey mug. And I had a local amber spice uh, beer and I can't remember what it was called, unfortunately, because uh, she said it was just one of the ones that they put on tap every so often as a special... But we ended up going from there to to Coca Cola store, and then we did the like the what was it called the taste of the, yeah they give like, you sixteen they give you sixteen countries taste of so if you remember Club Cool at Epcot this was, is an expansion of what that was but you had to pay fifteen dollars to do this but we also got a discount for being annual pass holders yeah so uh, we tried of course it has the Beverly and, and once again you know what I really didn't miss the Beverly. <laughs> But there was a whole bunch of we went on there. We found our light, what ones we liked. Um, I had a couple that I liked. Of course, I liked the one that they used to have at Club Cool, which was the Japanese uh, veggie soda or whatever it's called. Vegemite or something. Vegemite. Uh, no, no, it's not Vegemite. Vegemite is Australian, like, things they put on toast. But I can't remember. It was a veggie. I can't remember. It was from Japan. And then the other one was from Sweden. And I liked the Swedish drink. Okay. And then you liked the Inca Cola from... It's from Peru. Peru, okay. I really liked it. It has a little bit of a pineapple-y taste to it, <laughs> so I like that. Yeah, but it did have a lot of different sodas that they didn't have at Club so Club Cool. I think there was only like three or four, maybe? There were more than that, but I just... And there were some different ones, so it's kind of fun. It's one of those things where I liked a few of them, but not very many of them. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that probably again. It's kind of fun to do it once. And the thing is, it's funny because we did this in Vegas before. I think I liked some of the flavors they had there was, better. Yeah, and, but they do change. They did have different flavors from Vegas to here. They did. And so, yeah, there you go. Uh, but it was fun. It was a fun time waster. Because we were waiting for our reservation. At the boathouse. And so after we got done with that, we went to have dinner at boathouse. And, you know, really the boathouse is a very good place to eat. Very solid place to eat. Absolutely. I look forward to eating there. I enjoy their food. I enjoy the atmosphere. I love seafood. So for me, it's always kind of a win. Yeah. And I know that they're kind of like that chainy type of restaurant, but it's still it a lot of... It doesn't feel like it to me. Yeah. Well, it kind of has that cheesy feel to it some, a little bit, but it's still fun to go there and they have good food. They do have good food. It has a nautical, obviously, boathouse no. theme to it. Uh, we sat outside. It was a beautiful evening. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. And then we came back. No, came back and went to bed. And every night we've been going to bed at midnight for some reason. <laughs> Anyways, so after that, we headed over to, or next day. We headed, we had MGM Studios. Oh, no, Hollywood Studios. Oh, I keep doing that. I don't know why I keep doing that. Because you're stubborn and won't change. Well, it was MGM Studios for years. And I think I kept seeing the commercials when I was a kid. It was MGM Studios. Come and see the live, you know, come to the theme parks and go see the live shootings of all this stuff. Okay, 
So we went there and we definitely felt the crowds. And one of the things about the crowds we thought is they, and that's a day that the crowd also got increased. And the thing was, we were talk, Cam was talking about the cheer competition earlier, is that we learned from one of the parents is they immediately, the first day, immediately get people. They eliminate teams. So that then all they have to do for the rest of the weekend is go to theme parks. So we're seeing the increase here. And of and course they opened up reservations to more. So it we definitely felt it. And since Hollywood Studios doesn't have like Beauty Beast Live, the Indiana Jones, yeah, the Little those. Mermaid and all that stuff. They're close. You have the rides, but it kind of eats up your time. Like it... it there's not those dispersing other things to keep the wait times down. And it should have been a clue in the morning, right at seven, or right before seven o'clock. I was on my app trying to get Rise of the Resistance, I uh, think, and I literally was doing it, and I could not get it. I, right at seven o'clock, it said how many people in my group, and I put two, and then I put join group, and it said, oh, we're sorry, we're out of boarding groups. So uh, try again at one o'clock. I'm like, really? So but, we did try one, and I got it yeah. on my phone, which is fine. And we wrote it, and once again, we really loved it. It was, and I feel like I absorbed more out of it the well, second there time. Well, was, there was a part that we did not have in California that they did here with the BB-8 and Ray, which was spectacular, and it really does add to it. Right, it does, and it just really... I feel like I absorbed more of and, it. And we got, I just, at first, I think I was so, like... Didn't know what to expect. It was a little bit of a surprise, and it's just it was overwhelming the first time. Second time, I really felt like we can I sort got more. It. Yeah, but we also got to get closer to the stormtroopers, and you see them moving and everything else, where we couldn't see that slight movement and everything we did before, which really made it feel. I mean, we had somebody ask, "Are they actually real?" So if you can't tell if it's an animatronic or a cast member, Disney has definitely done something magical. So it was great. Uh, we got to ride the new uh, Mickey and Minnie Runaway Train. That You know, I enjoyed it, but I missed a great movie ride. Yeah, I really do too. I don't think that's the thing I would need to ride multiple times at that park. Not multiple, but I'm sure we'll ride it once per time we go back to the parks. And I'm sure there's more to it because it looks like they had like a pre-show that may have been turned off and not working because they're trying to get... Everybody right through Ryan, and we've been seeing that on some rides that they had the pre-shows shut off. Um, so yeah, I mean, really, we had a long day. It got some rides in, which is not getting as many rides as we're used to. Yeah, and that's kind of been overall a frustrating thing for us. So then last night we just we met up with a friend and just kind of hung out, and then we went to Kona Cafe for dinner. Probably. We had a great, once again, our cast member, Carol, there was amazing and she was fun. Yeah. But I don't... I don't know if I'll go back there to eat again. No, I wouldn't. It's not so much... Well, you like sushi. I do love sushi, but... And Hayden's been there with your with my mother-in-law, with Donna, and they ate a ton of sushi, which yes, is not a problem. <laughs> Nobody has problem... Or Hayden and I have no problem eating sushi. We love it. But what, what I had was the spare rib was just good but it was really expensive for what it was yeah so we just kind of did it because we were staying around the poly and so that really limited our choices yeah. <laughs> and i probably would pick something else and so you know obviously we're going to a lot of this is our days and everything with you guys because we want to let you know what's kind of going on because it's 
a brand new experience for us doing a lot of this stuff because we haven't done this before. Exactly. Because Kim is always planning this stuff out down to the minute. It is driving me crazy that we don't have fast passes. Yeah, so as usually I'm asking Kim, where are we going next? Or we're looking at, oh, we have to be here at this time. It, right now we're like, okay, what well, has the shortest wait time? We're going to normal old school Disneyland without fast passes. Yeah, and like I said, I'm, I think that needs to change. Yeah. Uh, so we ended up going, you know, again, bed late, uh, but we were back in, you know, up in the morning and went to Magic Kingdom today. So we had a good day, long wait times once again for certain things. Uh, we tried to get as much done before lunch as we could. And today you could really tell the capacity went up. It, yeah, you could. I mean, and this, this is even again before Kim even heard the news of what was going on. We're just like, this is nuts. Why did they not have fast passes? Rides were at 60 to 70 minutes for some of them. And it was just getting crazy. Yeah, it shouldn't be like that. It sh I mean, we're still paying the same amount, higher prices to come to Disney. Yeah, we were actually talking to another couple from California. And we're talking about at uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And we actually had to go all the way around the whole mine train almost. And we were j joking how it reminded us of old school Matterhorn lines <laughs> where wrap around the whole mountain. But it just is kind of one of those things that needs something needs to give. Yeah. It's something that needs to be done. Um, and then if you are coming here, uh, we're going to warn you right now is obviously things are changing at right now where we're hearing. Right. But the social distancing is not happening all the time we've been trying to keep three feet really doesn't even happen at lines because there's always people that don't do the lines and don't they don't follow the stickers they're brad literally well, I had adjusted a, or turned and by accident hit the woman behind him right in the face and she gave me a dirty look i'm like i didn't even know she was there <laughs> he's like uh, uh sorry and but it wasn't the first time she actually ran into me another time later on it literally ran into my bag i'm like what are you doing yeah, it was insane. Um, so, <laughs> if you're into social distancing and that's still your thing, you're not going to be comfortable right now. Yeah, and a lot of people are putting down their masks and stuff, and we're hearing about mask mandates as we talked about Universal Studios. So, um, Bob Chapek came back out and said, let me, he didn't spec, because the CDC has been coming out and saying that they don't, the people that are vaccinated shouldn't have to wear masks outside and in only in certain circumstances indoors. So Disney CEO Bob Chapek um, basically said he didn't specify when people could stop wearing masks at Orlando parks, but called the new CDC guidelines big news for Disney, especially with summer coming, which means he's kind of been hinting because he says anybody's been in florida in the middle of summer with a mask on that can be quite daunting so we think that it's going to make for even more pleasant experience so basically he's saying at some point during summer to expect not to have masks at walt disney world of course disneyland will probably be a different story i think that's more because of the state of california is going to say exactly um, here, what we're noticing is, and I get what he's saying, it's going to be hot out, it's going to be humid, and you have that mask on, and people are having a hard time, but again, we're we're trying to follow it. Um, I know that Universal Studios Hollywood... Starting or, tomorrow. Oh, not Hollywood, I'm sorry. Universal Studios Orlando... It's sorry. not going to require masks anymore. To, except... Except for in lines and in doors. 
So if you're walking around, you don't have to have it on, but if you get into a queue, you have to have it on, correct? Yeah, regardless if the queue's indoor or outdoor or what's going on there. So basically, if you're walking around, you can have your mask off. If you get into a queue or eating, then... Mm -hmm. Like, or in an in indoor restaurant, you're still going to have to, like, have masks on like you were before. Like, before when you're ordering or mm -hmm. before you're leaving, all that kind of stuff. And they've already stopped temperature checks this week, too. For Universal Studios. Yeah. And now we're hearing Disney's going to be uh, shortening the social distancing to three feet. I think that's already gone out the window. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Truthfully, from truth everything we've seen, I don't, I think three feet is... The cast members, the cast point. members haven't even. I, first, they were here. They were asking people to move back. Now we were in line. They weren't even saying anything. People were right on you, which is weird. Um, I, I, it's really odd coming from California, coming to Florida, and there's so extreme differences that it's <laughs> odd. That it's really noticeable to and us. And also, is with that is that they've been telling people to get their masks up, but it just hasn't been. I haven't seen anybody thrown out of the park like they said they were in the past. Um, Honestly, I don't think that's going to happen unless you're, like, sitting there. Because a lot of people move through lines and don't have them on. But unless you're, like, sitting there in front of, like, the cast member being, look, no mask. Yeah. I don't think they're going to say anything. Yeah. So, again, this is this our, what our tale is. is Kim and I both been uh, vaccinated. I keep on saying inoculated. I don't know why. Um, but... <laughs> I've been vaccinated, and so we felt comfortable going ahead and going. But if you do have any doubts about being comfortable, you may it, have uh, issues. You may want to wait until you're comfortable going. So as we were recording this and we got done, we got a notification from Disney at about 11.15 last night that they are doing away with the mask mandates. So we're going to probably see a mask mandate as similar to what they had at Universal Studios. So we'll let you guys know in our next podcast how that goes. But it made a lot of this that we were just saying about irrelevant about masks. So we're going to get to the end of our uh, podcast right now. Uh, we will be posting our videos. There are going to be a few weeks out because as we're here, it's hard to do everything that we're trying to do. And we actually still have our Disneyland stuff that we're getting out at the yeah. moment. Um, which has partially been edited. So it gives me a little bit of flexibility to get things done. But that's, again, why I've been up to midnight. Uh, so as far as this is that, yeah, you'll be hearing, we're having a good time. It's just that we're having yeah. to adjust. Things are different. And yeah. that's the thing to remember is that you cannot come here and expect pre pandemic situations because there's going to be limited capacity on the buses. There's going to be limited capacity and Skyliners and all that. No, not Skyliners. Sorry. But well, lines. Skyliners are shut down with <laughs> thunder and lightning. But yeah, but if you're wanting that in the line or you want the masks and you know, or if you're even look, people are coming here and they haven't been to the parks before and they don't get to see nighttime shows and parades and all that. If that's gonna make a difference to whether you're happy or not then now's not the time for you to come. Yeah. So. It, but if you're just happy to be back in the bubble and you'll take it at any chance you can get. Bring your patience. And you know what? We're still going to, like we say all the time, find your magic. So we're having to find ways to find our magic. Yeah, we're laughing about things. We're having a good time and joking about <laughs> things. And that's the way to go about it. There's times that obviously we've been really frustrated and the lines have been frustrating. But again, I'm still kind of laughing, going, you know what? We are talking to people. We're finding that 
section where we can find something positive out of it. You know, and like I said, this is the first time we've eaten indoors in over a year and a half. <laughs> Which has been really weird. Yeah, we used to at least go out to lunch or something once in a while, but for not, it kind of feels like this weird trend. Well, actually, it seems like a slam back to reality mm-hmm. for us because the California is so restricted. It was funny is because we've been walking out and we began putting our masks on if we walked out of the room or we, because we're so gotten so used to when we're eating at the restaurant, it's like, oh, whoops, we need to get our mask on real quick. Yeah, and it's just kind of a weird thing. It's just... Your, um, mind want, your mind wants to go back to that year and a half before all this happened. Yeah, it, it's natural for us to be someplace we were before and crave that same feeling. Yeah, so it's been an interesting adventure. Um, definitely, <laughs> uh, you know, stay tuned with us. We'll, we'll be having those videos out again coming out. Uh-huh. But we'll update you on our next podcast next week. Uh, what's going on with the news, obviously Disney, uh, Universal theme park news. I think right now we're getting late and it's time for us to get some sleep. Uh, and go back and have fun tomorrow. Uh, yep. So with that, I think it's time for us to say goodbye and find, find your, your magic. magic. Bye, Bye everyone. everyone.